What would you do if you lost it all? Imagine you lose everything. No money, no name, no reputation. How much more success would you have if you could start all over? If I had to start all over, I would start a detail business. I have done it before and I know that detailing is the best way to get from nothing to success. Last season, I did 30 days of what I would do to get my detail business off the ground. For the next 30 days, I will talk detailing. Each day, we will cover a new topic. Welcome to the Detail Secrets Podcast. My name is Andrew Sturk, and I'm your host. Okay, here we go. Today, we're going to talk about paint correction. So, let's see where to start here. Um, we're just going to talk about cars that have been clear coated since there's honestly not that many cars left in the world well there probably is a lot there's probably millions but um the most common cars are clear coated so uh that's what we're going to talk about um the difference between single stage paint and two stage paint is that two stage paint uh has a clear coat over the top that's what makes it shiny um it's just part of the paint system and uh, basically, uh, single stage paint is a little bit different and it, it works a little bit different, but you can kind of use the same, same principles on it as you do with the clear coat. So, um, basically what paint correction is, is removing the top layer of clear coat. So whenever you're polishing or pulling out scratches or anything like that, all you're doing is basically imagine um you know like a scratch on a piece of wood and you use sandpaper to sand it down uh that's what we're doing but more microscopically i guess you could say it's uh just a very very thin thin layer so the clear coat on vehicles is about as thin as a post-it note so that's pretty thin that's not a whole lot of stuff to work with um, underneath the clear coat the paint is actually flat so if you go down past the clear coat, you have ruined the paint on the vehicle and it needs to be repainted. So you want to be, be, be super careful not to go past um, the, you know, post-it note thin layer of clear coat on the vehicle while you're doing paint correction. Um, as we talked about in the last podcast, uh, you know, I kind of went over polishes and compounds and things like that. So... What you're doing with paint correction is you're basically, imagine, like I said, you're basically taking uh, the top a top little uh, layer of the clear coat off, uh, which is basically, um, you know, like I said, like basically think of it as like sanding down a piece of wood, but microscopically with a um, polisher pad and some sort of abrasive. Um, Abrasives work both with the pad and the compound or polish that you use. So depending on how abrasive you want to go, um, the different combos are basically, um, you know, different levels of abrasive. So um, now there's paint correction and there's paint perfection. So um if you're super OCD and you have, you know, a million lights and you're looking at the car from every angle, you can get 90% of the swirls and things like that out of the car um, 
with a full like paint correction will probably take you three steps and depending on the size of the vehicle and the color and the paint and everything else and you know your experience and what you use it'll probably take you a i'd say day or two to do a complete three step on a full on a full vehicle so now you can work quicker but basically with all the prep and everything that you have to do um to get it perfected is what i call it like the three step which is like paint perfection uh it's gonna it's gonna take a while it just takes time um it's just a long tedious process it, I, i'm not gonna say it's super super duper hard um basically with the da polishers and all the products that we have out now uh the certain pad combos and everything that it's not hard but it is time consuming and if you don't know what you're doing you can burn the paint um especially if you're using you know strong abrasives and uh high speed polishers so uh just be careful about that but um that's basically what you're doing so if you look at a car and it looks dull it's because it's probably dirty and it's probably got some swirl marks in it and things like that um, a lot of times when you do paint correction on a vehicle, you'll see uh, buffer trails, you'll see pigtails, you'll see um, holograms and things like that. Those are from basically taking it to someone with, uh, you know, that doesn't really do paint correction. They just kind of do a what's what they call a buff and they buff it out and um, it just leaves marks for you to clean up. So I've actually had vehicles that had pigtails basically completely all over the whole entire car and what a pigtail is is basically if you're polishing a vehicle with a you know with a with a machine and a piece of debris gets stuck in between the pad and the paint it follows that pad around in that spot and creates little what like look like pigtails like little uh circle circular scratches all over the vehicle and um it's kind of stinks because uh the one of the i remember one of the vehicles i had um the pigtails are really deep and so if i did just like a one-step polish on it all it would do was take away all the swirl marks and leave the pigtails on the car from the previous detailer and i actually asked the owner you know who detailed the vehicle before because i showed him you know and i explained to him what i just explained to you about what pigtails are and things like that and um he said that the last uh detailer he had was uh tesla he took it into tesla and they he said it was four hundred dollars and they and they detailed it for him which i don't know i don't know i didn't know that they did that but um yeah so it's just hard who you can trust and who you can't but that's uh, why us detailers are out there doing what we do so that we can spread the word and uh, hopefully everyone gets a little bit better. So um, that's basically paint correction. So imagine every swirl mark on the vehicle is from touching the vehicle, basically. Any kind of uh, washing, uh, you know, driving it through a driving it through a washing machine, uh, you know, at the gas station or whatever, uh, driving it through the car wash. Um, using the wrong towels and things like that to dry it when the, you know, drying the vehicle with a towel when it's not properly cleaned, dragging things across and like leaning against the vehicle, um, all that kind of stuff. Basically every time you touch the paint with anything other than like a thousand, 
uh, pile microfiber towel and a super clean vehicle, it's going to leave some kind of micro micro scratches or swirl marks or things like that. And uh, the the funny thing is, is the, the swirl marks look circular, um, but they're not. It's just the way the sun reflects off of them that makes them look like that. Uh, the swirl marks can be any, can be circular or they can be straight lines, but uh, when light reflects off of them, it just makes it all look circular, even though they're not. So you think like, oh, someone really, you know, damaged the paint by, by, you know, washing it in a circular motion. Cause you can see all these circular, uh, you know, swirl marks all over the vehicle and then it, it just looks super dull and terrible, uh, because of that. But it could have been just from, you know, they could have been doing it properly and just over time vehicles get swirl marks. Um, there's there's a there's really no way of getting a vehicle without swirl marks in it unless it's just been paint corrected. You just paint corrected, you ceramic coat it and you never touch it again. Um, so basically there's always going to be swirl marks in paint just because paint is soft. Um, a lot of cars are worse than others. Um, sometimes it's sometimes it's from improper washing. Uh, sometimes it's just the age of vehicle and, the, and that hasn't been polished. And you know, over time, swirl marks happen. Uh, sometimes it's the the type of paint. You know, some manufacturers' paint is softer than others. Uh, cars that I've noticed that cars that have been repainted um, are definitely a lot softer. A lot, pr pretty much almost every vehicle that I've polished that was a new uh, paint job or a, you know, or has been repainted at some point, uh, the paint is a lot softer, so it's easier to put swirl marks in, but also makes it easier to polish out too. Um, and usually once, uh, once it's been repainted, it has a little bit more clear on it uh, typically than from the manufacturer, just because the manufacturers really try to apply the, the least amount of paint possible uh, just for, you know, pricing reasons. It, they've figured out a way to put paint on cars um, cheap, basically. And they put a, a very thin layer on it with, uh, you know, with a machine. And most repainted vehicles are done, uh, you know, by people, by the hand. So, and by, you know, sprayers and stuff. And so, and you're not trying to save every tiny little ounce of clear coat when you're spraying a vehicle um, at a body shop or something like that. So like they are when you manufacture vehicles. So that's something to keep in mind too. Now, um, I know I've talked about orange peel and stuff in the past, so I won't cover all that. Um, orange peel removal is not paint correction. Uh, orange peel removal is more of a kind of a show car quality thing. Um, every car has some type of orange peel on it. Uh, they do knock it down a little bit uh, when they repaint cars, but it's still gonna be there um, unless it's for show car quality kind of a paint job, which you could expect, you know, to spray a few coats of clear on there. Um, if it's, it's a classic car and they're trying to get the best show car paint job, it's gonna cost around $50,000 probably to get all the body work done and prep and everything done right and then painted properly sanded down all the orange peel off polished back out uh things like that so we that's not paint correction that's something that's called show car you know show car paint and that's a kind of a different topic so paint correction is basically just taking the surface layer off so swirl marks things like that that's paint correction 
Uh, scratch removal is something a little bit different. So with scratch removal, you actually end up usually going deeper than you would uh, if you're just doing a paint correction. Because paint correction, you're just kind of taking a little bit off the top, as little as you can, uh, getting the results that the client wants. So um, you can go over the vehicle as many times as you want, um, but just remember that every time you make a pass, you take a very, very thin, very, very thin layer off. So when you're finished, what actually happens is the deeper scratches that are in the clear coat that um, you know you're really that are really close to hitting the base coat, which is the flat coat. Um, you really don't want to spend too much time trying to take those out because you're just really degrading the clear coat a lot on that vehicle. So you just got to be careful um, about doing that. Um, but what's going to happen is when you do a paint correction is there's still going to be some some swirl marks or, or scratches in the paint. Um, they'll, they're kind of a little bit deeper than the rest and you'll notice that they get kind of magnified because all the other swirl marks aren't hiding it. But um, a lot of people don't see them. It takes like kind of a trained eye to see it, but it does. It really does. When you do like a one-step paint correction on a car and you're not spending, you know, two days on it and you're, you know, just basically doing a one-step polish on the whole entire vehicle, it's, um, it's removing just a thin layer on the top and uh, there's going to be some deeper... Uh, you know, deeper marks in the paint that are going to be a little bit magnified. So just be aware of that as you go. Um, if you're planning on taking all of those out, it is going to take longer. You're gonna have to spend more time on it. You're gonna have to cut a little bit deeper. So, uh, just keep that in mind. That's something to think about. Um, so that's, uh, just a little talk, a little bit, little talk about, uh, paint correction, kind of what it is and, and what you're expected to do. Um, I always, always, always do a little test spot um, on the vehicle before I do a final full quote because I like to show the client what the difference is and what it looks like and, you know, what their expectations are and things like that. Uh, not too many people are looking for, like, you know, I want this paint to be completely perfect. Uh, most people just want their car a lot shinier and they're willing to pay a few hundred extra dollars to have that happen and do, a, you know, a polish over the whole vehicle. Uh, if you're getting into the more, you know, three-step paint perfection corrections, uh, you got to charge. You got to charge more because it's going to take a lot of time. It takes more pads. Uh, it takes more product. It just um, takes takes a lot of time. So, um, the biggest thing about paint correction is properly prepping the vehicle. So, you really want the paint to be just the paint that you're polishing you don't want there to be stuff stuck in the paint so i've talked about it before but basically there is contamination in paint it gets stuck in the clear coat everything from brake dust to um you know railroad dust to just you know just pollutants in the environment and you know tree sap and you know everything and everything you can think of basically sticks in paint so a good way to remove it is claying the vehicle. So a good solid uh, deep clean and wash, um, a good decent uh, clay will actually pull all the contaminants out and kind of open up the pores of the paint. Um, and then 
I always do a chemical decon as well. Basically, the the claying of the vehicle doesn't get everything out, and so the chemical decon actually does help with that to dissolve anything that's left in there. And then you want to really, uh, you know, do another good solid wash on the vehicle to get all of that off and make sure that the uh, paint is clean. And then uh, I always use some kind of prep before I polish to remove any kind of waxes or anything that might still be uh, stuck on the vehicle after that. Uh, for the most part, it should be washed off. But um, just for safety measures and just so I know that I'm dealing with clean paint, that's what I do. And then after that, you start the correction. So um, what I recommend is not really taping off the whole vehicle, um, but definitely covering any because the the polish, there's there's a lot of polish out there that is compounds and polishes that um, create dust and it's just going to happen. There's, there's a lot that are less dusty, but for the most part, there's going to be some kind of a dust. Um, if you're doing the whole vehicle with just a DA polisher, um, you can kind of, uh, you know, watch out and, and be careful around a lot of the edges where you're not going to touch the, the plastics and things like that. But you don't want to get a bunch of compound and polish all over the plastic. So it's better just to tape it off. Uh, so I just do kind of a section at a time, a fender at a time, put tape on, uh, you know, correct it, uh, and then pull, pull the tape off. I don't like to leave the tape on for very long. Um, and I don't like to do like the whole entire vehicle before I, before I start polishing, but to each of their own, it doesn't really matter as long as, um, you are aware that, uh, once you're done, you're still going to have to clean off a lot of the, the polish because it does kind of powder and get, and get into cracks and things like that. So, once you're finished, make sure you open all the door jams and the hood and the trunk and everything and make sure you blow everything out uh, and get all that dust out of there. Uh, wipe it all down because that stuff's ab abrasive. It's designed to be an abrasive. And so when it's left in the vehicle, it can, uh, you know, cause a little more swirl marks, which is what you're trying to remove. So, and it also looks terrible if you obviously polish a whole entire car and you got a bunch of white stuff all over all in all the cracks and everything else. So, uh, just to keep that in mind, um, if you're using a rotary polisher, um, to do a little more of the heavy, heavy lifting, uh, before you use the DA, um, it's, it's definitely recommended to tape, you know, most of the stuff off because, um, it just gets a little bit more messy. So that's, that's my, you know, little rant for today about paint correction and what it is and kind of what you use. But basically, um, you can do a solid paint correction with, you know, one or two steps, a DA polisher, um, and charge anywhere from 300 to $2,500, depending on, you know, how perfect the client wants it and how, uh, you know, hard the paint is and how long it's going to take, things like that. So... Uh, that's my rant for today. I'll talk to you later. Bye. Thanks for listening. If you want any help growing your detail business, go to detailsecrets.com and book a call with me. It doesn't matter what level you are, whether you're just starting out, been in business for a bit, or a master detailer. If you want to set higher goals, get to the next level with your business and better your life, book a call now. Honestly, it's just a call. Go to the show notes or detailsecrets.com and book now.